T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Meringue-tang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man Hera. All throws of monkey sounds in there called good. The old like Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. <laughs> Look at this. It is Metal Monday. We're coming off a weekend full of football. I think everybody's in a great mood uh, today because everything kind of broke West Coast football's way yesterday. Very, 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 well, very, the very few things didn't go West Coast way. No, and I, for the first time, and I don't know how long, we can say it was a great weekend for the Pac-12. One of the best weekends in... Five, six years? Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, I was trying to rack my brain on when the last time, and, and I was digging that the Pac-12 had a weekend like that, and we'll, we'll dive into this more as the show goes on, but there were so many things fell into place for the Pac-12, including even, I mean, it sucks that um, for Herm Edwards, but he Arizona State gets that loss, and now they can rip the Band-Aid off of the Herm Edwards era, and it is finally over um down in tempe that's actually not the worst thing for arizona state because they're in the middle of an ncaa investigation they've got a ton of stuff going on they get humiliated by eastern michigan and apparently herm edwards got fired on the field after the game yeah but even that like even in a loss that's not the worst thing that could that could go for the pac-12 no you had cal give a great showing at notre dame you had everybody else we have five undefeated teams in the in the conference and then you had two teams that are ranked uh, but have had question marks after their week one losses in Oregon and Utah handle their business in impressive fashion. Like, it was the best weekend the Pac-12 could ask for. Yeah, and uh, looking at the coaches and AP polls, uh, Washington State is the only team ever to have a top 20 true road win and be undefeated and not be ranked in the top 25. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That's, that's, I mean, it just shows you preseason polls mean absolutely nothing. Oh, of course they do. And now you have Oregon and Washington State coming up this weekend. I would say the only negative thing from the football weekend in my world mm. is I uh, got home on Saturday and immediately after the Oregon game and immediately had to go uh, do like family stuff. So I didn't look and pay attention to anything. I, on the drive home, mm-hmm. there was something, there was a, a guy in a truck. So if you were like in a truck driving like, I don't know, 
from Salem up to Portland. Uh-huh. It was right around Kaiser area okay. it happened. There was a guy who had a trailer behind his car with a tarp over it, and he had, like, scrap wood. Uh-huh. And it was flying out of the back of his, uh, like, oh. a couple pieces fell. And it, one of them came out, and it hit my car, and I heard it. And I was like, oh, no, do I have a flat tire? No. I didn't realize this until yesterday, but one of the pieces of oh, scrap wood my punctured a hole God. into the front fender of our car. I it's- thought... That's like a baseball-sized hole yeah. underneath the headlight. Yeah, and it was a – you could see that, like, when I really got looking in there because I text Dirt because Dirt parked directly in front of me at the Oregon game, and I was like, the only plausible thing that could have happened was Dirt backed into me when he was leaving because he was parked in front of me, and we were, like, parallel parked. And so I texted him. He's like, no. Then I sent him the picture, and he's like, oh, my God, what happened? I was like, I have no idea what happened. And then I go, oh, my gosh, it was that piece of wood. It was a piece of wood. And then I started looking at around the edges on it. Wood chips. You could see the wood chips and, like, little fragment of yeah. wood just went right in the front there. You almost got Final Destination, man. Dude, you're not kidding. If that thing bounces up and goes through the mm-hmm. windshield, what a, and I had no idea. Like, it was like a nothing. I was like, when I went over it, I was like, oh, man, am I going to get a flat tire? Wrong. Big old hole in the front. And those those... Those front bumpers, they're because they're all one piece. You either have to bond over to get a new one. That sucks. Yeah, it does. That so sucks. that's the only down thing from my football weekend because I was on the way home from a football game. We were both when driving that home. Uh, I had the I had the wedding all day Saturday, so I had to record all the morning and afternoon and even late evening football games. I did not get home for the USC game until about three minutes before halftime. I pulled up to the driveway, so. Um, I, however, only got stuck behind somebody who was driving like a complete jackhole on the single lane back in the beach uh, and not uh, dropping stuff out the mm. back of his vehicle. Yeah, that is always frustrating when you're on one lane and somebody's going really slow. You know, 47 from Astoria region yeah. back is, is very fun. Can we uh, go? I want to raise a hand here and just say if you're having a trailer covered with anything, uh, you probably shouldn't be in the fast lane anyways. You know, when you have, like, wood, loose wood. And if you're that guy, will you please uh, text in 503-250-1080 because <laughs> I need your insurance information. Yes, please. I need it right now, please, because um, cause I, this is going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be expensive. Yeah, that stupid piece is probably, like, 800 bucks. I'm not even remotely kidding. Cool. Awesome. Really, really great. Yeah. Really great. OEM, that, OEM though, parts, always cheap. This nah. is one of the great weekends of the football season so far though because you had great west coast football where pac-12 fans could be happy and nfl gave us everything right after the seahawks go and they win their super bowl they did exactly what seahawk fans should hope and want they get the doors blown off them mm-hmm. by the 49ers leave who, no trace who now have a completely divided fan base uh-huh and a that, quarterback out for the year that sucks. Yeah, that, that sucks that part of it for sucks. for Trey Lance. But at the same time, it's like he, he had a the news today, not a compound fracture. Thank God. So risk of risk of uh, infection is shouldn't be an issue. Yes. He's gonna have to get surgery, get that wheel back up and running. He should be back and good to go. Um, Bay Area quarterbacks have, had a rough rough weekend. Jay, did you see Hainer's ankle uh, for Fresno State? No. Oh, it's bad. It, really? it was really it got completely tucked underneath him. Oh was, man. Yeah. No, he's if he's not done for the season, I'll be shocked. 
That's yeah. It was there was a couple of those this weekend where it was just absolutely brutal ankle injuries where they got tucked underneath guys and it's just no. I'm not on ankle injuries. Yeah. I'm on team ankle injury and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But uh, 49er fans like this text right here, 503-250-1080 in one play, Trey Lance saved the Niner season. You know, there was there are some that felt like, hey, Jimmy needed to come in. And my gosh, when Jimmy Garoppolo came into the game, he, he looked fantastic. Did they not look like an entirely different team? Yeah, but I mean that's kind of what they were what they were hoping for is that they could bring Trey Lance along and have an insurance policy. I didn't think they maybe were cashing out on it in week two. I I legitimately thought that we would make it five or six weeks, and then it was just not going to be tenable enough. And you could see it in the background. But no, you had uh, you had a great weekend of football up and down the slate, both college and NFL. The Pac-12 handles business. It. The NFL gets completely drunk. Yes, and um, honestly, it started on Thursday night. Yeah, well, yeah, really great did. games. Yeah, yeah, and then you just had stuff, multiple two-point conversions as time's expiring. Okay. It's I've just, got a question about this, all this whole thing. Uh, do we credit or blame not having enough preseason for this? Yes. Because you can, you can blame the weirdness on it's sloppy play it and is. guys wearing down and guys getting tired. Mm-hmm. So you can blame it, but you can also credit it for giving us so much excitement. It's a lot like saying, uh, like when you do something really stupid when you're drunk, you got, it may, even if you, let's say you, you do something very stupid, but you live and you don't really have the ramifications, but you hmm. definitely should never do that again, but you would not have been there had you not been drunk. I'll give you a per- perfect example. Yeah, I think that that is a bad, that's all bad right there. I don't there. know, listen. That's all bad right I there. I had a going away party when I was going to the Air Force and I was very, very intoxicated and I got mm-hmm. on a trampoline. And I love again, not yeah, a good idea. Listen, I got on the trampoline and yeah. I, I, I was doing backflip after backflip after backflip, which when you're I would pay to see that now. I still can. You could do a backflip. Hundred percent. Pay to see that. Hundred percent. Right I did that at my sister's like a uh, what a, a month ago. That's outstanding. Um, but the hip uh, held up. Yeah, hip held up. Okay. Hip held um, up. that's the trampoline. It's good for that actually. Uh, but I uh, there was a tree stump that had been, a big tree had been fell uh, fell next mm-hmm. to the trampoline when I was a kid. Well, I you've been on a big trampoline, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know when you get closer to the spring, sometimes it doesn't shoot you straight up; it shoots you backwards. Mm-hmm. So I did that because, well, I was drunk, and I backflipped off the trampoline and I hit my head on the stump, knocked myself completely unconscious. Danny, there's again, there's nothing good about it, that story. Again, no, there was nothing good just, about just that wait story. For it. I lived, and I didn't have surgery, and I didn't have anything else that happened out of it. But it was good because it was fun until that moment. D- that no? is no, no, no not no. a no, not the comparison that we're looking for no, okay. because nothing was entertaining about that. Oh no, it was entertaining to watch me fly off the, the trampoline. Until I, I don't hit my head. think so. I think that that was probably pretty miserable for everybody when you fly backwards off of a trampoline and hit your head. Oh no, was, I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought you were dead. That was not that was not entertaining as mu- yeah. multiple two point conversions and sloppy play in football. I don't know. I popped up and you know I puke and rally situation. I, I don't. I don't I was good. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just think that that's a pretty, that's a pretty brutal. Uh, I popped up quick. Way to fall down. I popped up quick. I'm telling you. Okay, man, that's that. No, that, nothing. All right. Not, I, you got knocked out. You said. Yeah. First split second. No, man. No. No. I don't. I think that was scary for people. It was a. I don't think that that was fun or entertaining. I, it was a. It was a, de- a definite like 
gasp because there's a lot of people there, right? like 150 people there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> when, I, when I popped up, it was a hey. Oh man! Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I, you know what? I'm glad that that you were able to pop right up out of that one. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, we got a ton that we need to get to right now and get to it real quick because we had football overload. We will get to the Ducks making a statement against uh, then number 12 BYU. Oregon State does exactly what the Beavs uh, fan base wanted them to do, which is drop the hammer and flex their muscles on an inferior opponent. Uh, Go through the rest of the college football and Pac-12 weekend because um, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. Mario Cristobal is catching heat from the Miami fan base. No. Already. Already. Um, So we got that to get to, plus a ton of NFL because where we got to start is the NFL, it went completely wild yesterday. The ends of those games, my goodness, a record-setting day in the NFL. Danny Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Eddie and Dusty on the fan. Absolute chaos ensued uh, yesterday afternoon as we saw three of the most wild finishes that you will see in the NFL all season. In fact, some of them were historic um, as you had three games all come down to the wire. Cleveland in New York, the Jets that is, Baltimore in Miami, and then Las Vegas and Arizona. All coming down to the wire. And heck, we can even throw um, uh, the, the Cincinnati-Dallas game into that, too, mm-hmm. right? Where all, we, we had four games come down to the wire. Three of them blow historic leads. Uh-huh. And then the Cowboys white-knuckled it and held off the Cincinnati Bengals. There's so many things. Which one, which one do you want to start with here? I would like – can we start with the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland-New York game? Yes. Because I, I think one thing that we could get decipher out of these games too is uh, you could chalk one up for the good guys. Actually, chalk two up for the good guys mm-hmm. in these incredible finishes. Yes. Because earlier this this week, Robert Sala, the the coach of the Jets, was saying that he's going to be keeping receipts on on everybody who's laughing at the Jets. Even though, come on, like it, it they've been the New York Jets. Let's be honest with what and yeah. have an honest assessment of what they have been. 
And it's not just mocking just to mock. It is because they have been historically bad and comically bad as a franchise. In ways that you can't imagine. But I have been picking up what Robert Sala has been putting down since he got hired. Heck, we talked about this back in August when Makai Becton got got injured. And he was talking about what's best for him and what's best for his players and looking out for the, their best interest. And I've been pulling for him. Well... That was an incredible win by the Jets in Cleveland. Uh, they were down 30-17. to 30-17 to 17 with, what, a minute and 40 to go when you had that touchdown run uh, by Nick Chubb to make it 30-17. to 17. You're mm-hmm. sitting there and you're looking at that and you're going, wow, the Cleveland Browns, man, they're going to start 2-0 and and all things are great. Well, it turns out that that touchdown was the worst thing that could have possibly happened for the Cleveland Browns because it set into uh, motion a chain of events that led Joe friggin' Flacco, the young man himself, down the field, an onside kick that was wild, and then a win where they score 17 unanswered points or 14 unanswered points uh, to win that game 31-17. to 17. That was an incredible game. What's wild about this game is none of, none of the other stats were all that interesting to me, but what I, what I looked at it was in the final couple minutes of that game. Jets' possession uh, in the fourth quarter. This is when, when things, right before the touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. So Jets punt, and they have the ball for a minute 37. The Browns go down, and they score 42 yards, seven plays, and only 35 seconds. Yes. Then you look at the Jets' touchdown drive. Four plays, 33 seconds. The Jets get the onside kick. They go down 12 plays in a minute. And then you've got the Browns. Two plays, 16 seconds, interception, game over. So you just had boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. After a game that looked like it was completely and totally out of the way, completely done, you have multiple spark point drives of a minute or less. Well, and this is the this is the thing with me, and I go back to that Nick Chubb play. Anytime like a guy falls down, and you know a fantasy owner goes and gets in his mentions, this is why guys do that. And what this isn't the first time Nick Chubb has even been a victim of this in the NFL. He did the same thing. It was in Pittsburgh, um, where he scored too early and allowed. I think it was the Steelers back into a game. This is why you fall down because if he falls down at the goal line, right, it's over. It's o- it, it is over. It, it's over at that point because they were up, uh, what, 24 to 17 at that point. Mm-hmm. If you go down, you're one in field goal range at the very least. But two, you're running that clock out and not allowing them any time to do anything yeah. because you're up by a score. But he scored the touchdown and allowed extra possessions to be had. By the, by the New York Jets. And that, to me, is where you sit back and you look at it and you go, no, that is why you fall down. It's That's for, why you do it. It's 4D chess. It, like, to, to, to take that out of, a, out of a player, unless you were in the huddle saying, listen, man, if you break one, you've got to get down. You no, but, that's, but that, that is, that's football 101 is game management where you are, especially if you've done it before. That's, I mean, if you've in done his it, case, certainly. If you've done it before, that makes it even worse. But wh- when was the last time we actually saw a player do this, though? Like, uh, actually what, go down, down? The, yeah, at the goal line. Uh, we, we, we see it. I think the Chiefs did it last, last year in the playoffs against uh, – uh, gosh, I want to say it was – I want to say it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
who who fell down? Why well, I have a chief in my mind who I, falls I think down. you're I think you're right. It happen it happens. It happens a lot because one thing that coaching staff should do is situational awareness. Yes. This is why Kevin Stefanski was owning it at the end, like, hey, this is on me. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to have that instill that situational awareness That's of what I mean. any single scenario that you're in. Your guys have to be ready for it. Yeah. And for this to happen to the Browns again. Uh I actually think it's fantastic that it happened to the Browns because I don't wish the Browns to win. Yeah, no, we're kind of rooting for the Browns that bad things happen to this year. You're damn right. And also, do yeah, last little little note on this game, at least for me, do the Jets have something with the with, with what? With, with this team? With Joe Flacco? No, no, with this team. Just like is there the uh, like is there a little little something there? No? You know what I mean? No no no. I okay. mean they got hammered week one. I mean, let's not have some recency bias here because I'm this just is a, just a little something here. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just they got good culture starting. Yeah, just I, that's what I'm saying. There's just something that, there. I'm with you on that. They, they don't feel laughing stockish. There's plenty of time for them to be laughing stockish. <laughs> we'll I'm trying to give them again. something nice. You know okay? what, Danny? We will get the. You don't want it. You don't want to have a receipt from Robert Salas. What you don't want? You don't want these receipts. I'm just saying, give them some time listen, and they'll go back to what they are. Listen, man, my Raiders. They're they're laughing stocking. <laughs> laughing stock enough. For here's another one. So the Raiders. My in, goodness. In this situation that we're looking at, three nothing. They had a massive lead. Well, it, the Raiders did what the Lions refused to do which is blow a massive halftime lead. Mm. Because remember, we had the Lions who escaped by the skin of their teeth, um, and they beat the Commanders yesterday, 36-27. to 27. They were up 22 nothing at half, but they said, oh, nay, 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 we will not be blowing this 22-point lead. The Raiders did in an in incredible fashion, too. Truly a, epic meltdown. 16 nothing fourth quarter advantage, absolutely squandered uh they had the ball and and i went back and looking at this they had the ball first and 10 leading by 16 points with 12 minutes to go and they lost in overtime and they lost in overtime in crushing fashion now we all do know that you are a raiders fan and i i want to as before we talk about it this game in its totality i'm very sorry it hurt uh, that is a painful way to go. Because they, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, they punked them in the first half. They sure did. The Raiders look like, oh, okay, this is the AFC West. This is what they're going to do. This mm-hmm. is like other mm-hmm. team, other, this, this, this mm-hmm. division is just going to beat up on everybody. Yeah. And then I don't know what the hell happened in the second half. Yeah. I don't know what is more impressive the fact that the Cardinals erased a 23 point second half deficit. Or the fact that the two-point conversion play that forced overtime, oh my God, Kyler. Kyler Murray ran around for 20 seconds. I'm not sure which 20 is more impressive. Like, I, I was thinking about this a lot. Like, you go from anemic in, in really not just the first half of that game, but... It wasn't until the fourth quarter, really. How about the entirety of the week one for the Arizona Cardinals, they looked anemic. And then the first half, they looked like the same team that was playing yep. Kansas City. But then that fourth quarter, yeah, the fourth quarter happens, and you go, "Uh oh, this I, team unlocked." It was it was insane. It was absolutely insane. The Raiders refused to tackle. The Cardinals refused to give up. And I, I, as much as I don't want to, I have to credit Kyler because he kept. He it wasn't just a two point conversion. He kept um, so many plays alive with his legs, just running around yeah. in the pocket like an absolute madman. Uh, Max Crosby got to him four or five times, and they just could not bring him down. And he just, 
You know, I mean, I don't know if he was just motivated by the Call of Duty beta being launched this weekend. He wanted to, you know, take it on on a good note or what. But McDaniels and the Raiders, they fell apart. Carr just made poor decision after poor decision. It looked very much like the second half against the Chargers. I, I just, I part of me wants to tip my cap to the Cardinals. A part of me wants to just look at the Raiders and go, you're pathetic. See, what this are you is, doing? This is why last week I was giving you a hard time when you said the Raiders should have won because – they did it again. They did it again. You know, like it, that's got to be the most frustrating part is, you know, in overtime as well. First of all, Byron Murphy, what are you doing, man? Hold on to that ball until you run that through the tunnel. So close. And out of the stadium. And he threw it out the back of the end zone. It would have gone the other way for the Raiders. Yeah. It was it, 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 the overtime where Hunter Renfro catches the ball. He turns up field. Isaiah Simmons. Give what him a, a ton of credit. Monster. He was flying like a missile. He was the most impactful player for the Cardinals, not named Kyler Murray in that second half. He was destructive. Is Hunter Renfro okay, by the way? Because hey, I, I don't. Because I saw that he was getting like medical attention as a celebration was, was happening, on, yeah. and they never addressed it. Is he? Is he okay? I, he, I didn't see him on anything post game, but beyond that, Hunter Renfro is not a uh, guy who's ever had issues with fumbles, and he fumbled twice. Yeah. In the final two possessions. Yeah, and that was when Isaiah Thomas hits Renfro, ball pops out, Byron Murphy goes down and was a 65-yard fumble return. When he did that, I was sitting there, and then he throws the ball as he's crossing the goal line. I was stunned. I mean, it reminded me, and uh, we had uh, on, on social media, um, I posted about it, and I know you were in your feelings. I'm sorry it was a little too soon for that. But Keith in a garbage truck, uh, he he said it looked close to the Utah fumble at the goal line against Oregon, except for this one. Isaiah Simmons threw it out of the back of the end zone. It remind like that play is ingrained in my head as the what are you doing? Don't drop the ball. Deshaun Jackson has those two in Philly uh, where he dropped the ball before the end zone. Mm-hmm. But that Oregon Utah game down in Salt Lake where Joe Walker picked it up at the goal line and went a hundred yards the other way for a, a return for a touchdown was a swinging point in that game in that season, Byron Murphy could have had that one. Imagine being the guy who blew the overtime win because you threw the ball out of the end zone. They, they go end up going 0-2 and going down that road. My goodness. But that game was a – that's a brutal loss uh, for for the Raiders who squandered um, a 23-point halftime lead and a 16-point lead with just 12 minutes to play. Which is very hard to do. The most impressive one, though – because they're two teams that I think are going to be good this year. The Miami Dolphins trailing 35-14 to 14 after three quarters of play and absolutely handing the Baltimore Ravens their lunch in that fourth quarter. That was the most incredible thing. We had three games where massive leads were given away and the, losing, the, the, the team that was losing by double digits ended up winning in the National Football League. Yeah, this is in college. If you ever question the direction the NFL is going, it is getting infinitely harder to play defense in this league. And my goodness, when you have the speed of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, it's good luck, man. It is it is absolutely good luck because you have to have two sets of eyes on each one of those guys because they will blow right by you. And that leaves the rest of the field wide open. And give credit where credit is due. Tua Tungavailoa, man, he had one heck of a football game yesterday. That may have been his arrival party with Mike McDaniel. 
to start that game the way that he did with both those picks and to end up with six touchdowns. And yeah, you, you, the fir- by the way, the was it two first half interceptions, including on the opening drive uh, through an interception, and then one right uh, like midway through the second yes. quarter. Yeah. Um, to end up with the production that he had. For those that don't know, to his day yesterday, he ended up thirty six of fifty, four hundred and sixty nine yards, six touchdowns, including four, four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, which is uh, tied for an NFL record. Absolutely insane. There is, uh, there was a lot of history there uh, in that game. Tyreek Hill, 190 receiving yards. Jalen Waddle, 171 receiving yards. Uh, each of them caught two touchdowns. They became the first team in NFL history to have uh, a player record at least 400 yards and five touchdowns who also had two teammates with 170 yards or more receiving and two touchdowns. Think of that. Think of, think of the Cowboys with all of their weapons that they had. Think with of Aikman. the Vikings. Think of the Cole Minnesota Pepper, Vikings. Rick Moss, Carter. Yes. Think of the 49ers where you had Rice and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Think of the greatest show on turf where Kurt Warner was slinging it around to Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. Think of the Peyton Manning Indianapolis Colts with Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. None of those teams did what Tua, Waddle, and Hill did yesterday. Waddle and Hill, I know it's only week two. If you want a uh, an NFL hot take from me, that might be the best wide receiver wide receiver duo in the league right now. Yeah. With the, because the, either one of them can take the top off of coverage. Either one of them can run underneath. Either one of them can take the screen to the house. Either one of them can play in the slot. Either one of them can play outside. It's, whew, it's a lot. We think of those games and in, in what happened there. We had three of those monumental comebacks, right? Come down to the wire. It's everything you could ask for. You also had Marcus Mariota in L.A. Dang near knock off the Rams. They uh, outscored L.A. 17-3 to in the fourth quarter and ended up losing 31-27. You have the Bengals who almost scraped one out against the Cowboys as they outscored uh, the Cooper Rush-led Cowboys, uh, was it 14-3 to in the second half? Cooper's and Cowboys? Dang near one uh, as they lost 20-17. to The Bengals are a work in progress, man. I, I, they're 0-2 and have not looked great, but your quarterback was out all preseason with appendicitis. You have a brand-new offensive line. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time and for all of them to gel. Defensively? You know, okay. we're, we're not really talking about two great teams in, in Dallas and Pittsburgh. But defensively, they've looked okay. They've looked good enough in the sense of even though their offense has been terrible and put them under the gun over and over again with multiple turnovers and bad decisions and bad field position, they really haven't – I mean, they gave up, what, was it six turnovers against the Steelers and they, let, they gave up 23 points? Yeah. And you're not going to find many defenses that are going to do that for you. Yep. Well – uh, we had some wild games, but one thing was said after that incredible comeback by the Miami Dolphins over the Baltimore Ravens that we, we, we started this with notch two for the good guys, Robert Sala, Mike McDaniel too. He is way different than any other football coach in the NFL, and he proved why yesterday. First is Russ with SportsCenter. <laughs> Yeah. 
Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Uh, I heard this in an elevator the other day. <laughs> oh, you have an elevator in your house? Whoa, this is breaking news for Danny Meringue. The Meringue Mansion has got a, it's got a new elevator wing. It's got a new in it. Wing to it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, if it did, it would definitely play Kill Switch Engage. Okay. Um, we were talking about the incredible comeback that the Miami Dolphins had yesterday, down 21 points entering the fourth quarter. They outscore Baltimore 28-3 to in that final stanza. And the story out of that game is Tua. Which is insane considering the game that Lamar Jackson had. Lamar Jackson played as perfect as a quarterback could in the first half. Hell, he almost had a perfect quarterback rating for the game. His quarterback rating was 142.6. 150 was it? 153.8 mm-hmm. is perfect. And, and he also ran for 120 yards. On my gosh, he was incredible yeah. yesterday. But Tua was better. 36 of 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns. But his quarterback, or his quarterback, his coach, Mike McDaniel, who's one of the best. Mm-hmm. He gets it. Soundbite guys that are out there, cares about his players. He said this because it was the two interceptions that he was the most proud of Tua for. Now maybe Tua will finally listen to me. And what I mean by that is, like, I've said it to you guys before, but, like, it's awesome to be critical of yourself. It is good. You know, he... He, he has a high standard for himself. Um, but, you know, just after the first game, I just wanted to see the guy enjoy playing football and understand that, yes, you want to make the perfect read and the perfect throw every time. But who cares? If you just get better at one thing, a game, you're going to be pretty good at the end of the season. So let's, let's just press forward. Well, the absolute worst thing could have happened um, at the beginning of the game for him where he – you know, we get a contested ball. It's not really his fault. I know Tyreek will, will um, say he should catch that, um, the, the first interception. And then he starts pressing and throws it up for a second interception. So you want to talk about um, everything we talk about and how coachable the guy is. And, I mean, this is huge because he stopped worrying about the last play. And he went and played and took his responsibility serious to his teammates about, hey, I'm, I'm going to lead this team confidently. Um, it, it is what you get into sports for. It is as cool for the coaching staff um, and him. Like, that, that's, it, it was coming to life. I think it was a moment that he'll never forget that hopefully he can use moving forward because um, we, we didn't have the – the strongest we basically had to play perfect complimentary football to come back from a deficit like that against a really good team um so i uh, couldn't be happier for him and and his teammates know uh they his teammates learned a lot about him and i think he learned uh, uh, his teammates learned a lot about him and i think he learned something about himself i love that is that is that more than uh we're on to cincinnati Yes, it is, and that is something, though, that uh, I think that any coach kind of feels but very few are willing to talk about, mm-hmm. which is the mistakes are the ones that you just hear, like, yeah, you go from the mistakes and, you know, on this to is Cincinnati. The, you know? This is the process. How do we learn from what we did poorly? Mm-hmm. No, 
Mike McDaniel is talking about, hey, I'm preaching to him. We need to move on more quickly, no. right? It is forget what just happened. Look forward to what we're going to do. And Tua did that because this was a game that ends in a blowout a year ago. If he yeah, does they're getting run off the field by Lamar Jackson's immaculate game. 100%. And it was two interceptions early, one at the very beginning of the game, one at the very end of the first half. He bookended that half with a turd sandwich. Yet he still was able to overcome it, and it sure it helps when you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill running free. But it has a lot to do with where you are between the years. And I appreciate that from Mike McDaniel, man. And it shows you why they were able to outscore the Ravens 28-3 to in that fourth quarter, not just because, as Tyreek Hill said, Mike McDaniel's calling Madden games out there. Well, part of it is Mike McDaniel is calling Madden games because through two weeks, <laughs> Tua leads the NFL in pass yards, yards per attempt. Uh, I believe he's third in attempts and fourth in completion rate for qualifying quarterbacks. Not too shabby. Yeah, Tua has been... Tremendous. He, I believe he's also first in, in uh, touchdowns as well. He's tied with uh, Mahomes and Carson Wentz. Well, six touchdowns in a game will help you do that. Yeah, it will. It will. It'll help you do that. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. But uh, I also believe Tua has the second highest, or should be third highest rating in the NFL uh, through two weeks behind uh, Mahomes and uh, the aforementioned uh, Lamar Jackson. It will be very interesting to see how this Dolphins team progresses throughout the, the course of the year because uh, – it so far the grind of it is going to be the interesting part. I had hey, they get Buffalo coming up next, and uh, it, it, the next two games are Buffalo, and then they're on to Cincinnati to play on, the Bengals. On to Cincinnati, and by that time, I do think the Bengals will be right, we and we're going to see a better see version what's of going them. on there. Yeah, but there's a they're going to have a huge test this week against Buffalo coming down to Miami, and we'll we'll see how it goes. If they have a three and zero start, watch out now. It, watch the Dolphins out now. being real would be. Interesting, to say the least. Well, they were my final wild card team in our predictions that we had, <laughs> but I didn't think that they were going to be able to... A division contender? No, absolutely not. I, again, it's always recency bias, but there's through two weeks, Hill and Waddle, Hill and Waddle have looked terrifying. We yep. talk about Thielen and, and Jefferson and yep. uh, the Bengals with Chase, or with, uh, uh, Chase and Higgins. You, you, there's all these wide receiver groupings around the NFL. It's very clear that Hill and Waddle need to be elevated in that discussion immediately. We'll see. We'll see. It's only week two. There's a lot more football that needs to be played, but Miami, uh, they're a team that you can pull for, man. They they, they really are with Mike McDaniel as their head coach. Tua seems like a good enough guy, too. Yeah? Sure, for, for a Bama guy. Yeah. All right, the statement was made. Let's go from the NFL to college football. Dropping that hammer, folks. Danny and Dusty on the fan. <laughs> On the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Well, the Oregon State Beavers did exactly what we wanted to see. I mean, on Friday's show, we were talking about, look, the one thing that Oregon State needs to do is take care of their business, get out of that thing as quickly as you possibly can, and... Boy, did they. 68-28, to 28, the Beavs absolutely manhandle Montana State. Started slow, and Montana State was putting up a good fight in that game early, 
But then the avalanche happened, and that was that was the best sign of, of things, was when you saw the Beavs go touchdown, 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 <laughs> touchdown on their first five drives of the game. But there, there's not much more that you can ask. There was absolutely nothing that the uh, that the Montana State Bobcats could do against the Oregon State Beavers. No, they uh, they they Georgia'd the Montana State Ducks. And that's fun. Uh, that that is fun for well, mm-hmm. no, because Montana State actually scored. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, they scored 28 points. Um, they got into the end zone er. quite a few times. But for for the Beavs, it is get out of that game and get out of that game healthy. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, for Oregon State, this is coming out uh, today. Is you're not going to be any more healthy when you take on USC as uh, the Trello and Luke Musgrave will not be available for this week's game against USC. Musgrave being the big one there because he has been very, 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 very good for them to start the season. And you're just hoping that, I mean, when you don't need him against a Montana State, you are going to need those guys against uh, USC. That sucks. That that's a big that that is a big loss for for the Beavs. And you're right, Musgrave way more important to what they're trying to do than than Trey Lowe is because of the fact that you you're now seeing guys like uh, Deshaun Fenwick and Damian Martinez mm-hmm. kind of put their mark on being being the guys in that backfield. But you want you he, want to be at full strength. Musgrave's their be play action. Strength. He's their play action guy, and that was I mean that was what I kind of figured Oregon State was gonna lean on is those running backs because. Listen, USC, their offense, my God, it looked yeah. unreal against Fresno State again. But Mims for Fresno State against USC, and I thought looking at the Beavs, Fenwick, Martinez, Musgrave were going to present a lot of problems for Oregon State. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be an interesting one because if Oregon State can run the ball and run the ball effectively. And keep um, USC's offense off the field. They not, yeah, where Stanford ran into a problem is that they spotted USC 14 points and you can't play catch up no. against this team. You have got to control the ball, take the ball, air out of it, and keep it as low scoring as possible, uh, which you, you're, you're going to be able to do with Fenwick and, and Martinez, but... We talked to Luke Musgrave down at Pac-12 Media Day, and he said to us the one thing that he'd been improving on the most is he wanted to become a better run blocker. Mm -hmm. And we had seen Luke Musgrave become a better run blocker, uh, and you're going to need to add that extra protection. But you know, hopefully they can get hopefully they can get away with it. Yeah, I mean, he was looking like a, and he is not was he is looking like a Sunday tight end. Yeah, he he, he looks tremendous. Every bit of the part, man. He looks every bit of the part and with what Oregon State was able to do a 40 point win take it you're three and oh you're one of five Pac-12 teams to be three and oh and then you get a pack of after dark this weekend against a USC team coming into research stadium where it's just been a it's all on the line it's all on the line man this is this is what you want this is gonna be great uh week and I can't wait to talk about we got two phenomenal games uh in the northwest where you've got Oregon taking on Washington State Dukes. in the Palouse. You've got the Beavs uh, bringing in USC. And, oh, by the way, we need to get into this as uh, the show goes on. The fourth team entering the rankings for the Pac-12. One of those five undefeateds in the Pac-12 is the Washington Huskies, and they have a team that has been a thorn in their side, uh, the Stanford Cardinal, coming Ooh. up to Montlake. So we got three great games here up in the up in the Northwest. It's, listen, I'm, I'm stoked for this week of college football. Conference play is here, baby. It's about to get weird. Yeah, and by all accounts, uh, I wasn't there. I know that people that were there 
had a fantastic time at, at Providence Park. Yes, no, I talked to a bunch of people who were at the game, and they all said the same thing. It was absolutely awesome. Even though the atmosphere was a little bit different, um, people loved it, being up here and, and just having that different sight line and seeing their team home but not home. Just very, very interesting. But everybody I talked to said they had an absolute blast. Well, they looked they looked like they were all well lubricated. I mean, as one should be. Uh, it looked like everybody was having a great grand old time, and it looked like uh, the Max train was a uh, on the way out of the stadium. It looked like a little shoulder to shoulder orange, orange and black <laughs> little COVID bullet out there. <laughs> Uh, but it seemed like it was a great time uh, game at Providence Park, and when you win by 40, it makes it all the better. Uh, the other uh, team here in the state of Oregon that made a statement, questions were answered and some nerves calmed. Uh, Ducks throttle BYU. Danny Dusty on the fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 